This is the Jam Pod Gigsters, a Money for Jam podcast, examining the impacts and trends of the gig economy and how it matters to your business today. The gig economy, along with the future of work, have become popular topics of discussion, but what does it mean? And is it something that can work in South Africa? Today, that is exactly what we will be exploring. I am your host, Angela McCann, and welcome to the home of everything gig. I'd like to start by explaining what we mean by the gig economy. And to do that, I'm joined today by Georgie Midgley, the CEO of Money for Jam, a gig technology business. So Georgie, contrary to popular belief, the gig economy is not just about Uber, (laughs) Um, but it is a term that has been thrown around a lot and it seems to mean a lot of different things. When we talk about uh, the gig economy in relation to South Africa, what exactly do we mean? So the gig economy is essentially short-term contracts or freelance work that is just monitored via technology. There's often a misconception that a gig is gig linked to data, which is not the case. It's more like a gig linked to a music concert. Um, So when you complete the music gig, you get paid on outcome versus using data being a gig of data. So there is often that confusion. But the gig economy is essentially just being paid as you do your work versus being paid a fixed salary. So it's generally conducted by independent contractors such as in an Uber instance where an Uber driver is an independent contractor who is paid on the completion of a ride by a passenger. The need for businesses to compete in a digitally transformed world is greater than ever and will most likely have a significant impact on South Africa's high rate of unemployment, meaning that all businesses, I believe, should be grappling with the challenge of how to take up opportunities within the gig economy whilst looking at retaining employment and creating employment opportunities. Now, I've, I've heard a lot and I've read a lot and I get the sense that there are thoughts out there that these gig economy platforms, these gig sites, aren't important to traditional businesses. But Georgie, do we really understand how the gig economy can help our businesses? Um, I don't think a lot of companies do understand um, what the gig economy can do, Um, especially in countries, developing countries like South Africa, where there's such a high unemployment rate specifically and more particularly in the youth. Um, The gig economy is not there to replace current employment. It is more there to support businesses and make them exponential businesses. So it's the assistant giving you scale, giving you reach. Um, that you couldn't necessarily achieve and helping you digitally transform your business. So it's not there to result in retrenchments, but it is actually there to help you make you more efficient and almost digitize your existing processes so that you can take your business from where it is now to into the future and position it for future growth. Um, And as we've seen with many companies, you know, if you don't keep up with the curve, you're going to be left behind. And the gig economy is just one mechanism that you could use to help transform your business. So so how would it help our unemployment situation in South Africa? Or should I call it a crisis? Because it really is a crisis. Yes, I think it is a crisis. Um, I think the key thing around the gig economy is that you're empowered using your cell phone. And I often use the example that 
in Africa particularly, no one had computers, either as a result of it being too unaffordable or the lack of electricity. But people have gone from absolutely nothing to having this piece of technology in their hand that can change their life. So the reason why the gig economy is so powerful at the moment is that just using a mobile device, which is how 90% of people access the gig economy, particularly for your more labor-intensive work, um, is how it will change South Africa. And it could change Africa because through connectivity and a device, you can unlock multiple opportunities that were never, ever available to you in your area or near you. And now you could use it to become a jobber on Money for Jam. You could become an Uber driver. You could turn your lazy asset, which is a house, into an Airbnb. And all of that is done using gig technology platforms. Yeah, you're very right. Um, I mean, there there are quite a few different models of um, the gig economy type platforms. One of them is um, what they call like a freelancer or a free agent. So they would then go on to a website like, let's say, Fiverr, um, where they can, you know, create a website for somebody and get paid for it. But what we're speaking about or what you're speaking about is is, is more around the human cloud platform um, and and how that is what we need to focus on in South Africa. So basically, Money for Jam, for me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is one of those platforms that connect businesses to the human cloud. That is correct. So we have a group of people called jobbers, and those jobbers are independent contractors that have registered on Money for Jam, and you can employ that group to um, complete certain tasks. So that task could be you want to train them, you want to collect information, and by leveraging that human cloud, firstly you can get to, instead of normal research where you'd get to 1,000 people, you can get to 100,000 people. Where on normal research you would put somebody in a car with a clipboard and get them to drive around and ask questions, we leverage the human capital in that area to collect data from that area for that area. So you instantly have a, almost a widely dispersed human capital that you can tap into. But secondly, you're actually redistributing wealth and putting opportunity back into the more rural areas or the area where people live. From a Money for Jam perspective, we are very focused on your more rural areas. But that being said, it does work everywhere, but that's how we have chosen to um, position our gig technology platform. That's not the case in all, in all different platforms. Which is incredible. And I mean, including Money for Jam, these platforms can can do magical things, especially for the emerging markets within South Africa and maybe even Africa. Um, but with everything, there's pros and there's cons. <laughs> so I'd like to speak about the cons in terms of, um, you know, there, there are people that say that this is just digitizing slavery. What do you have to say in response to that? Listen, when it comes to somebody who's an independent contractor, they do not have the same level of labor rights as someone who is a permanent employee. So there is definitely an area where people can be exploited in the gig economy. But that being said, you know, we as Money for Jam specifically, we offer a task at a certain price. We price that task based on, firstly, the level of complexity of the task. Secondly, the cost associated with completing that task. Do you need to travel? Is there a data cost? Those sort of things. And the amount of time it takes to complete. We then determine a value that is available for that particular task. If the value is incorrect, 
people just do not do our tasks. It is not forced on people. They are not blocked. They are not kicked out. They are only blocked if they do fraud. In our instance, if the price is wrong, the job does not get completed. So it's a very much a fair market kind of thing where there's a demand and a supply. If we put our art at the wrong price, the task just does not get done. So then we have to relook at our pricing. Um, from a, we're also looking at working with a company called Fairwork. So we were assessed this year. And Fairwork is a wonderful company because it actually assesses all the gig platforms, whether it's the food deliveries, and it actually assesses all the different criteria from a labor perspective to see how you are faring and how your users or your jobbers in our instance are they being fairly treated? How are you treating those people? And maybe not, they don't have the exact same rights as an employment, uh, full-time employment, but you can replicate a lot of those benefits in different ways and forms so that mm. individuals can, even though they have their own control of their workspace, they, can, they do have a large number of benefits that are available to them. And I think that you hit you know, really important note there when you said that they are not forced. And I think and I think that's something that 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 we really do need to stress that if employment if there was an abundance of employment opportunities, maybe the gig economy wouldn't exist. Hundred percent. And the thing about gig workers, we have some gig workers who are just doing it as a backstop. They know that they have a job coming, they don't have an income right now, or they're planning on studying, or they're using it to supplement their income or fill that gap while they're waiting for an opportunity. We do have certain gig workers that use this as their full-time work, and this is what they do in order to earn their full income. But what's special about gig work is it helps supplement formal employment. It helps people get experience so that they can boost their CVs and get permanent employment. But like we've discussed already, there is not enough formal jobs in South Africa. Every year, we are only creating a couple of hundred thousand, yet there are a million school leavers, and the gap is growing every single year. So if we do not do something and find alternative methods, you look at countries like India, Kenya, Malaysia, the government has adopted a gig economy and gig work as part of the economy because they have no other alternatives to help redistribute wealth and help give opportunities to their citizens. Which is great for the people of those countries. But Georgie, why would businesses want to tap into the human cloud? What do businesses get out of it? Well, the big benefit is the reach um, and the cost. So the cost to get to everywhere in South Africa is exponential. But whereas if you you leverage people who are in that area, the cost is just, it is that much more cost effective. And the big thing we say about tapping into a human cloud is it is real time and on the ground. You're getting real time on the ground people to help you solve your problems. It's not someone who's outside of the area. You are tapping into the expertise and the knowledge of the people who live in that area to solve the problems of that area versus sending in an outsider. And it helps you get to more people faster, quicker, and um, more cost-effectively. As mentioned earlier, there are several different models of gig economy platforms from the free agent to the sharing economy model. But the one that we have been speaking largely about today is around the human cloud platform, which is where money for jam plays. You guys connect businesses to communities 
um, which is the human cloud, mainly in the emerging markets informal sector. So what kind of tasks are loaded on the Money for Jam app that are business driven? So you get different types of gig platforms. You get your more skill-intensive and your more labor-intensive. A skill-intensive platform is something like a nomad, where you need to have a website designed, you need someone to help you because someone's gone on maternity leave, and you need someone from a short-term contract perspective. Um, And we do not play in that specific space. We pay in your more labor-intensive. We are trying to um, create tasks that can multiple people in South Africa can do, given the different languages, the different skill level, the different education levels. So when our tasks are more, like I say, labor intensive, it is, you do not necessarily need to have a matric. Some of them, you might need to be upskilled, which we do via the technology, because Everyone has got a different level of understanding when it comes to mobile technology, connectivity, different devices. There are different challenges that face different people. So our tasks we put out are go to an area and map a spaza shop, train on a certain thing, tell us how you're feeling. It's surveys, it's polls, it's questionnaires, it's mystery shopping. Mm -hmm. It's all the things that any individual could do it, whether they are 18 and out of school or they are 75 and retired and trying to supplement their pension. But what do we do in a case like this where we are on lockdown, there is a pandemic of COVID-19? How do gig economy platforms serve a purpose during during times like this? Well, I think gig platforms are going to be even more relevant now. So firstly, during lockdown, the fact that people can earn money from their couch. So, you know, there are on-the-couch surveys you can put out where people can actually give data, give information, and earn an income while doing it, Um, as well as train. I mean, the fact is you're not limited to only doing work. You can actually upskill yourself on your couch through gig platforms like ours, which do have a training capability built in. But for me, the big part where gig platforms are going to play a massive role going forward is how we're going to kickstart this economy when this lockdown is over. Because the lockdown might be over, but I can tell you the coronavirus is not going away for a while. So there is going to be a massive impact on tourism, on all different sectors in South Africa are, not, are going to slow down. We are going to go into a recession. And if our unemployment rate in the youth is 55%, they're predicting that's going to go up to 70 So wow. the gig economy can be used to help kickstart these township economies and help put tasks in there and help get people upskilled and ready and work ready so that when we do come out of this, we come out of it better trained, more skilled. We have skills that match our CVs. You know, it's all very well to train, but if you do not have the relevant experience to match to that skill, it doesn't really mean much. So that is where these gig platforms with the assistance of nonprofits, government Mm -hmm. and private sector can help really get the money flowing again, particularly in your rural areas. Absolutely, Georgie. And, you know, maybe there is a lesson for the future. You know, the experience of gig workers shows going digital means more than just shifting channels. It's about refitting our labor markets, social and economic protection and welfare systems, and making sure everyone has the ability to realize the human right to these social and economic securities post the COVID-19 era. I mean, no society, no organized democracy can afford to ignore the vulnerable situations of workers who have very few protections yet are critical within a crisis. Done right, 
we, businesses, can shape a fair future of work. And maybe the message is just that straightforward. You know, using, using these gig economy platforms, why not bring digital work into the realm of social and economic protection? Just be prepared. The big joke that we all have is what drove your digital transformation? Was it your CEO, your CTO, your CFO? No, it was the yeah. coronavirus. So <laughs> in the end, you know, I think having something like a gig platform to support what you do will always make you a robust company so that you are able to survive times like this when we are in a recession and the worst hasn't even come yet. Mm. So what would you advise? to companies or to businesses um, in terms of what to do once, once we are out of lockdown? What would your advice be? I think it's to reassess your business and have a look and take that traditional cap off and say, how can I position my business to survive this? Because if we, there are a lot of companies that will not survive what's coming. And I think we need to all take a long, hard look at our businesses and make sure that we position ourselves in a way that we are there in years to come. And that could be done via platforms like us, but there's a lot of alternatives to Money for Jam, whether it's digitizing your content, digitizing your training. Um, mm. There are so many different ways of taking how we are doing things today and making it better, smarter, and cleverer. We have to look at it from a not only a survival of businesses, but a survival of a community and of South Africans, because we all need to come together to survive this. And the best way to do it, in my opinion, is through platforms like gig platforms so that more people can get a share of the pie and survive. Absolutely. So the big question, Georgie, is – can the gig economy work in South Africa? Definitely. I mean, we have seen the take-up of Uber that didn't exist a couple of years ago, Airbnb. Um, when you just look at those two alone, if you look at us, we have 320,000 registered jobbers. Um, the other day alone, we had about 1,000 new people register in a single day. And that means that there is a need. There is a need to earn money in South Africa. People are desperate. People are hungry. There is a need to make money. And gig platforms allow that opportunity. And like I say, whether it's using a lazy asset like your car or your house or just your skill that you have, whether it's a web developer or, um, you know, a painter, um, to just going and mapping spaza shops for platforms like ours, you know, there is a need in South Africa with the shortage of money and the shortage of jobs. Platforms like ours just become that much more relevant. I agree, Georgie. There is definitely a need. Um, you know, with South Africa's economy battling with growth and unemployment rate is sitting at, I think it's 27.7%. What, what became so evident throughout our discussion is that market conditions here in South Africa have never been more ready for gigging as it is right now. So I'd just like to say a huge thank you to you. Um, again, that was Georgie Midgley, CEO of Money for Jam, for shedding light on the opportunities that the gig economy provides. And despite the economic challenges, there are solutions available for organizations to innovate, digitize, and evolve their businesses for the future of work. That's all for today and thank you to our listeners. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to know more, all you have to do is subscribe. But until next time, I am Angela McCann and this 
is the Jam Pod Gigsters.